The Jets kick off their preseason Thursday night. I'll talk about the key players to watch on offense ahead on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, August 1st. We've begun the month of August in 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first lo- first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to this show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Well, we're almost to football. Thursday night, just two days away, the Jets kick off the 2023 preseason against the Cleveland Browns. And today we're going to talk about some of the players to watch on the offensive side of the ball in that game. And if you've been listening to the show the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks, you know that I'm typically not a big exhibition games fan. But I do think that there is a potential benefit for the Jets this year. Just a number of different aspects of their roster where the players probably could use some extra reps. Now, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers, sounds like most of the starters are not going to be playing in this one, which is fine. You know, they have this extra game to play with. So depending on how you want to distribute the snaps, I think there are a number of different ways that are easy enough to justify. And it seems like they're really focused on getting the young players some action in, in this preseason opener. And there's one still guy who's still pretty young who is going to be returning to the field It's a guy who has not played an NFL game from start to finish in close to three calendar years. It's been more than two and a half full years since Makai Becton played a game from start to finish. Now, he's not going to play all four quarters of this one. In fact, the Jets have been pretty clear about this, that they are keeping Becton on a quote-unquote pitch count as he recovers from a second consecutive very serious knee injury. And it's a very logical thing to do. You don't want Becton out there you know, working too hard. He's, you know, that knee has been reconstructed. You, you don't need him to be a hero in training camp. But, but I think Becton is a very important player for this football team in the year 2023 because this offensive line, if you put Makai Becton in there and he gets something close to the way he performed as a rookie in 2020, it solves a huge problem for this football team. The tackle position is very much up in the air. Now, it's a spot where you can see a path to success here. If maybe a Dwayne Brown comes back at 38 and just has like one more good year in him. But there's also another spot and it's right tackle where you don't really know what you're getting. You know, Max Mitchell's kind of a wild card. Billy Turner is what he is. He's a veteran. I think that for a guy that Jets signed after the draft, not a bad depth player to get at that point of the year, but not a guy I would necessarily want to depend on to start at tackle for 17 games. And you have this, this player in Mekhi Becton who, it's just three years removed from being a top 11 selection in the NFL draft. So the talent's there. And we know, and we, we talked about it even at the time, that if it clicked for Becton, it's, it was really going to click just because of how big he is, because of the power he plays with. You, you, sometimes you watch offensive linemen, and when they move guys, they really move guys. And Mekhi Becton is one of those players. And also, you've got a 39-year-old quarterback. And as great as Aaron Rodgers has been through his career and as great as he's been maneuvering the pocket and scrambling and you know buying himself extra time, 
those things, and this is this is true of any quarterback when he hits his late 30s, those things happen less and less frequently as time goes on. You just lose some natural athleticism, which means it's important to keep the quarterback from being hit. And I also say this, the hits do add up, and they especially add up as you approach your 40th birthday as a quarterback. So it behooves the Jets to make sure Aaron Rodgers plays from a clean pocket because Aaron Rodgers from a clean pocket, still a really good quarterback, still a guy who can help lift your team up. What are the Jets going to get from Beckton? Well, I think one of the first questions is, where is Beckton going to play in this game? Because this could kind of give us a little early indication of what the Jets are thinking. We could see Beckton at left tackle. We could see Beckton at right tackle. Now, I think if everybody's healthy, and that includes Dwayne Brown returning from injury as he tries to recover from a rotator cuff injury, if you see Beckton at right tackle, I think that's a sign that the Jets believe Dwayne Brown's going to be healthy. I think that's a sign that they view Beckton as somebody who at least could be in the mix to start at right tackle. If you see Beckton at left tackle, that's an interesting uh, situation because, first of all, and we're, this is all going to be speculation. We don't have any hard data on where Dwayne Brown is right now, but you wonder a little bit, might that be a sign that Dwayne Brown's a little bit further away than we think he is? You know, is it a sign to maybe Dwayne Brown? It may, it, the Jets may be planning for life without Dwayne Brown. Well, that's something that could be in the mix. Also could be, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Jets just are going to sit Beckton, that they don't view him as a starter, which I hope is not the case. And I think Beckton should be given every opportunity to start because end of the day, it's not like this is a team that's overloaded with tackle talent. They think the best guys should play. And Beckton very well may be one of the best guys. I, I don't think you can overstate how how big it would be for the New York Jets if Mekhi Becton came back and had a healthy season. I mean, this is a guy who you've gotten, I don't want to say you've gotten nothing from the last two years because, well, that's technically true. It makes it sound like it's Mekhi Becton's fault that he got injured, and it's not. It's never a player's fault that he got injured. But the loss of Becton has clearly shown itself the last two seasons. And you know, in 2021, the Jets were kind of lucky because they had signed Morgan Moses late in the offseason. You know, it was like a kind of a summer type of signing. I think it may have happened in July. And Moses kind of stepped in and helped stabilize the position. But the Jets were not getting impact play from the tackle spots. And when you draft a player high in the first round, like the Jets did with Mekhi Becton in 2020, it's not just that you want him to hold the four. It's that you believe that he's got the potential to be a really good player, a difference maker on your offensive line. And I think that's especially true in the run game. Jets are also coming dealing with an injury at the running back position, very serious injury as Brees Hall tries to recover from the knee, the, the knee that he suffered last year when the Jets traveled out to Denver. So if you're going to depend l- less on Brees in the early going and Dalvin Cook still on signs at the time we record this podcast, he could, you know, his status could make an impact on this, but, if Becton's playing right tackle hypothetically, and he's next to Elijah Vera Tucker, who's also a strong run blocker, suddenly you've got a right side of the, of the offensive line that can push people around, that can open holes for whoever's in, playing in place of Brees. Or if you're limiting Brees' carries early, it becomes much easier to allocate some of those carries to maybe an Izzy Abanaconda, a Michael Carter, a Bam Knight, because you don't need your running back to do quite as much. And again, in the passing game, you know, the, anybody else the Jets put out there is going to be a giant question mark. And to an extent, Becton is, I think, you know, even in his, even in the time where he played in 2020, he was probably a stronger run blocker than he was a pass blocker. But with his frame, he certainly has the tools necessary to succeed in a big way as a pass protector. And, you know, if Becton is not able to play, if he's not able to be in the starting lineup, 
it, it creates a dilemma for the Jets. So his play in this game is going to be really important, and it's going to be worth watching. He's coming came into camp in great shape this year by all accounts. He he looks great. How's he moving? You know, is he is he the type of guy who can still get out to the edge? Can he anchor against the pass rusher? And again, we're not going to see a ton of him because the Jets have indicated that you know they're trying to be cautious. They're trying to bring him along slowly. Perhaps what the Jets should have done a year ago after when he was coming off his first injury. But it's going to be interesting to see Becton on an NFL field in an actual game situation for the first time since September of 2021. And he did not finish that game. He did not finish that week one game back in Carolina two years ago. And, you know, he played a couple preseason games. So it's really like the, the, one of the first times we get to see Makai Becton since his rookie season. We'll see how much rust there is. We'll see how much he can shake it off. Jets certainly hoping for big things from their young tackle. Now, head here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to a guy we haven't talked a whole lot about this offseason after spending two years talking about him a lot. And Zach Wilson's kind of risen again to the spotlight. At least he will for this game and probably for the rest of preseason. What could this exhibition opener mean for him? We'll discuss ahead here on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players who are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny's picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Are you looking to park an elite running back for in your fantasy football garage after the half after the top half dozen options at the position have been taken off the list, you can still find a sleek ride in Tony Pollard. Now the unquestioned featured back in the Dallas offense after his breakout 2022 season without Ezekiel Elliott, Pollard's speed and acceleration will allow him to dominate key touches in a strong rushing attack. You know, Vinny Iyer from lockdown fantasy football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay motors knows the championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Well, the same goes for your vehicle with eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to, to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up from success, for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. Big shout out to you everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. And tomorrow, tune in. We'll have our mailbag show. Each Wednesday, we try and do a mailbag. So please send in your mailbag questions. But today, we're talking about a preseason opener for the Jets that's just two days away. Jets will be in Canton, Ohio against the Cleveland Browns. The Hall of Fame game It's the annual preseason game that kicks things off each season. It's the first NFL game of the New season is even if it's an exhibition game and the Jets will be playing their backups in this one. And Zach Wilson is now the Jets backup quarterback after two years where he was kind of the franchise guy this time of year in 2021 and 2022, we were talking about can Zach Wilson be a franchise guy for this team. And the answer was not at least those first two years and probably not in year three because Aaron Rodgers is now with the Jets. 
starting at quarterback. So what does this game mean for Zach Wilson? Well, you know, I don't want to overstate the significance of this start because look, the Jets told you a lot about what they think about Zach Wilson. First of all, last year when they benched him down the stretch for Mike White, they told you a little bit more when they played Joe Flacco the last game instead of Wilson. And they told you even more in the offseason when they traded for Aaron Rodgers, because as great as Aaron Rodgers is, you know, one of the probably 15 greatest quarterbacks, maybe one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. That's not a trade you make if you're happy with your young quarterback. And essentially it's back to square one for Zach Wilson. I think looking back last year, one of the biggest mistakes that they made was putting him back in the lineup after the benching. Uh, they Mike White got injured in a game in Buffalo. And in that game, Joe Flacco came in and played terribly and it kind of pressed the Jets to elevate Wilson on the depth chart. And then so Wilson moved ahead of Flacco. And then once Mike White couldn't play, Zach Wilson stepped back into the starting lineup and really struggled, particularly in a Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think that, you know, the Jets last year when they benched Wilson, the idea was to have a quote unquote reset for him. That was the phrase Robert Sala used at the time. And they, I don't think they got it, got a chance because the issues with Zach Wilson's game, I don't think we're going to be fixed within the span of weeks. I don't think they were going to be fixed in the span of an off season. I think we're talking in a multi-year project. I mean, going, looking back, there were good reasons the Jets drafted Zach Wilson. I don't think the Jets were the only team that would have drafted Zach Wilson high in 2021, but knowing what we know now, we now see that this was a quarterback who was probably a bigger project than the Jets realized or a lot of teams realized. So we're back to square one. I think Zach Wilson's the developmental quarterback and what he needs as much as anything this year, if it's ever going to work for him, it's just figuring things out in a low pressure situation. And I, you know, I think last year you look at his game, he was kind of a mess. I mean, one of the things that sticks out to me watching the film is how far off his timing was. So, you know, in football, especially in the NFL receiver routes are timed. And generally speaking, when your quarterback hits the top of his drops, so when he plants that back foot, that's when the first option should be open or should be breaking. That's what your first receiver, first receiver should be breaking on his route. So if it's like an in-breaking route, he cuts in as soon as the quarterback hits the top of his drop. And then the second option, he should be making his break like maybe a second or a moment or two later because then the quarterback will have to move on to him. So you don't want you don't want the second option breaking at the same time as the first option because you want you want uh, the second option to be breaking right as his court right as he's coming into the quarterback's line of sight. Wilson's timing was really off, and there were also mechanical issues. I mean, one thing that really stuck out to me is Wilson had the tendency to pat the football, which throws the timing off. He kind of the, the expression you hear in football is burping the baby, where just he takes his non-throwing hand and he taps the ball, and it just completely throws your timing off. His footwork was also not great. And look, I'm not expecting miracles to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. And frankly, the Jets' number one focus right now on the coaching staff is getting Aaron Rodgers and the offense, the starting offense, up and running. But this will provide an opportunity for Zach Wilson to maybe take a step forward. And it's for me, it's less the results than the, just the, the fact that he's going to get game experience. It'll be a low-pressure setting. I mean, unfortunately, I think when the Jets play home games, there's going to be, and I think this is really dumb, but I think some fans will boo him in preseason because I've seen this happen in the past with this fan base. Fans are frustrated with Zach Wilson and they kind of take it out on him. And that's not doing anybody any good. So I think the fact that we're starting in a neutral site, and I know, you know I guess there'll be some Jets fans there because they'll be out there for the Revis Klecko Hall of Fame induction. It's a chance. It's kind of a low pressure environment. Nobody's really that focused on it. I mean, even though Aaron Rodgers is not playing, there's going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk. Nobody's really going to care if Zach Wilson goes out and plays poorly. I think he's got to play. I mean, he's not going to get a chance to play this season because Aaron Rodgers is here. 
And you don't want to put him out in a situation where he's under the microscope because it's something that kind of, it feels like it kind of weighed on him last year, maybe even the year before, where when you're struggling in this city as a young quarterback, you, you, you can't help but hear it. I know players say they block it out, and players should try and block the noise out, but it's not so easy to do. And I, I think it all just kind of weighed down on Zach Wilson, and he just kind of needs to reset. He needs like a year or two where he's not going to have to deal with the pressure of carrying the, the burden for the Jets. We can just kind of work on his game quietly, hopefully make some quiet improvements behind the scenes. But this is like the one opportunity you'll get this month of August, unless there's an injury to Aaron Rodgers, where Zach Wilson's going to get real game reps. And I think there's a value in it. I think that there's something to be said for a real game situation, even if it's even if it's exhibition, even if it's against second, you know, second teamers. And I think that that'll benefit Zach Wilson because he's a guy who probably needs a little bit of success just for his mental state. And even if he's going up against vanilla defenses, even if he's going up against guys who aren't starters, even if he's going up against guys who you know are on the bubble to make Cleveland's roster, the first thing is just rebuilding the confidence, and then hopefully rebuilding the mechanics over the course of the next you know two seasons or so, and hoping you can figure something out. The way I view Zach Wilson is the way I view you know like a day three pick. You're not expecting a whole lot. It's probably not going to work out, but you still do it because the reward for success is so great. You know, if the Jets could ever figure out Zach Wilson, it's going to be tough. Look, I, I don't want to give you false hope for this. It, the odds are against it, but you still try because if you can figure it out, it'll have a big benefit for this team. This will be the first step for Zach Wilson. I would expect him to play well, just because I'm presuming he's going to play against backups. and He's not really going to face a whole lot of pressure. I mean, nobody will ultimately care if the Jets lose a preseason game. But it'll be a good chance for him to get some experience. Now, head here on the Lockdown Just podcast, we'll close out our show. We've talked about Makai Becton, big name, first round pick in 2020. We've talked about Zach Wilson, big, big name, first round pick in 2021. Now we're going to turn our attention to an undrafted player who's making some noise, turning some heads at Jets training camp. We'll tell you who that is and what's on the line for him as we continue this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about the Jets preseason opener, which is just two days away. Jets will be in Canton, Ohio to take on the Cleveland Browns. Who are some players to watch on offense? Now, you've heard the name Makai Becton, and you've heard the name Zach Wilson. If you're a Jets fan, I don't need to tell you who those guys are. Let me give you the name of a guy, though, you may not have heard of. That's Jason Brownlee, and this was a guy the Jets signed as an undrafted free agent this year out of southern Mississippi. And he's apparently turning some heads at training camp uh, thus far in 2023. And it's a tough spot because the receiver position is not exactly one that has a lot of vacancies open. You know, maybe three years ago, it would have been very, you know, not, it's never easy to make an NFL roster, but it would have been far easier to make this Jets team with what they had at receiver. In 2020, they were running like Chris Hogan out there. I mean, it was, it was rough stuff. Now they have five guys who, are virtual locks to make the roster. And I, I keep saying this, you everydayers will be familiar with this. I'm making the assumption Corey Davis is going to be here. Because I, at this point in time, I don't really see the logic behind getting rid of Corey Davis. So that leaves you. So if Davis is here, well, you've got Davis, you've got Garrett Wilson. I not. I don't think it's exactly a cutting edge analysis to tell you Garrett Wilson's going to be on the team. I don't think it's cutting edge analysis to tell you Alan Lazard's going to be on the team. Jets gave Nicole Hardman a fairly lucrative one-year contract for a depth player. Randall Cobb is a guy Aaron Rodgers wants here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is uh, Randall Cobb wouldn't be reti would be retired if Aaron Rodgers wasn't with the Jets. So those are five five guys who are guaranteed to be on the roster. Most teams won't carry more than six receivers. 
So there's really one spot open. And every year you hear out, you're in training camp, a guy who's kind of turning heads at practice. And the question becomes, is this the start of something? Is this a guy who is going to make a big impact? Is he going to continue the momentum? Is he going to produce in the preseason games? Because sometimes what happens is you hear these guys the first couple of weeks of training camp, and they kind of disappear from memory once the preseason begins. And a guy who's a non-drafted free agent like a Jason Brownlee, he's got to keep the momentum up. You know, I could go back seven years. There were three young receivers you heard about a lot for the Jets in training camp in 2016. One was Sharon Peak, a seventh-round pick out of Clemson. One was Jalen Marshall, a non-drafted uh, free agent signing out of Ohio State. And one was Robbie Anderson, a non-drafted free agent signing out of Temple. And one of those three guys ended up making the team that year and ended up becoming a starter for the Jets. And the other two kind of faded by the wayside. So which one is Brownlee? It's an interesting question. And one thing that works in his favor is even though he's a non-drafted free agent, the path of the roster is always tougher for undrafted free agents for one simple reason. The GM did not invest a draft pick in them. So if you're a GM, and it should not be this way, but it is this way. If you're a GM, you're always more hesitant to cut your own draft picks because you're kind of admitting to the media and to your owner, you know what, I made a mistake with this guy. Non-drafted signing, you know, you, you can cut him. Every, everybody cuts their undrafted uh, free agents. So it's tougher because the draft picks have a much easier path to the roster. You, you haven't invested much in an undrafted free agent. But there's one thing. The Jets did give Brownlee the most guarantees of any undrafted free agent they signed this year, which shows you that at least they kind of viewed him higher in higher regard than pretty much any other of their undrafted signings. So at least that's something there. There's something there. Now, I think one thing Brownlee is going to have to do is show some sort of special teams value because ultimately you got to from, especially from your depth receivers, you've got to get some sort of special teams value. And Randall Cobb is a depth receiver for the Jets. He's not going to play much on special teams. Now, Mecole Hardman could be a return guy. He'll probably be the primary return guy for the Jets this year, but it's tough to carry two backup receivers who don't play special teams. So I, th I really do think, despite the fact he's, he's dominating in training camp, I think you'll have to see Brownlee carve out some sort of niche on special teams. And beyond that, what I would say is he's got to produce in these games. And he's an interesting player. Now, he's not super fast, but he's big. And by all accounts, he uses his size very well. You know, he's kind of developing as a route runner, but he's pretty good getting releases off the line of scrimmage. He uses that size. He's been pretty good. You know, not a big time separator, but when you're tall and Brownlee's, you know, Brownlee's a pretty tall player for a receiver. Sometimes the separation you just create is your is your height. Sometimes you just you have a guy throw the ball up to you and you make plays. And Brownlee's made a couple highlight real uh, catches in training camp. Can he keep the momentum up? That that's the question. I always say this. I say this in a number of different contexts in training camp, but it's like the first chapter of a book. If the if the book ends after one chapter, it's pretty much over for the player. You know, every year there are guys you hear the early standouts in training camp. We'll talk about some of the defensive guys a little bit later, a little bit closer to game time. If they stand out in training camp, it's kind of like the first chapter. Now we have to go to chapter two. They have to keep the momentum going. They have to keep producing. They have to show that, okay, now you're not just doing it in practice. Now you're doing it against other teams, teams, teams that are, are you know competing with guys who are fighting for a roster spot on the other side. Can you keep that momentum going? And if you can, then maybe we get to the third chapter, which is the regular season. Maybe you can play a role for the team. So Jason Brownlee, off to a great, great start. Tough spot to earn, tough place to earn a roster spot, although the trade of Denzel Mims maybe opens up a spot that perhaps wasn't there before. He's got to keep it up, though.
Jason Brownlee is a guy, if you're looking past the obvious choices of Zach Wilson and Mekhi Becton, I think Jason Brownlee is a guy worth keeping your eye on in this one. That's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Send in your questions. Tomorrow we're having our mailbag show.